Welcome to FMOPO. I'm Alon. As Walsh. Let's jump right in with some housekeeping. Please go ahead and give us a rate and a comment on iTunes. Follow on Twitter, FMLFPL. Email in, rate my teams, and other questions to FMLFPL at Gmail. Check out our website, FMLFPL.com, where we have league info, links to our team, social media, store with stickers, ringtones, and things. Also on our website, we post lineup lamentations every Friday. We pick our starting 11s and captains. And via our friend at FPL Discovery, we've also added some useful advanced stats. And lastly, shout out top the FMLPL table. Back to uh, Anton Johansson. My name is Wilson. Natural selection. Yeah, natural selection plummets to third place. Mm. Oh, Oh, I I think it updated. I don't know. I don't know either. We're potting earlier than normal. No, it didn't update. Some fucking weird guys on top. Hans Singh. Hans Singh. Kazorla do is win. He got a he got sixty seven points this week. Oh shit! What did he's at? He had Neom, obviously. Of course, he had Neom. Of course, and he captained Defoe, legend. Oh my god, that is fucking scenes. Yeah, he flew. That's awesome. Yeah, wow, he fucking flew. Han Singh, American. Congrats, bro. Yeah, wow. Go on, tit yourself. Um. All right. Well, then there's the. Hugely different weeks that we had. Should I start or you start? You start. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard to speak about. Like it's so hard to like put all of the my tweets of rage from the weekend into like one like open up. It's catharsis. Yeah, I mean, I I think with a lot of the FPL world, based on like your guys's tweets in. Had an absolute nightmare horror show. 29 points, well below the season average. I mean, the week average. I mean, nothing was good. Actual zero things for maybe the first time in my life. I got no goals, no assists, and only one clean sheet. Um, Last second, I swapped out Pickford for Grant, which is a net loss of five points. Everything was just a fucking bloodbath. It was just a fucking mare. Uh, yeah, those those fi- five points would have been nice. Yeah, those five points alone, I looked, would have been around like 700,000 places higher for Game Week rank. As mm-hmm. is, my Game Week rank was 3.4 million. Almost. <laughs> not, not where you want to be. Like, almost last. Like, there's not that many people who play this game. So I easily had one of my worst showings. Maybe even the worst showing that I've ever had. Probably, probably is. If I had to think Maybe. about it. Maybe. I don't know. Tw- yeah, 29's pretty low. But 29's we plenty insane. Of, it's just like... We saw plenty of those hovering around 30-point scores. Yeah, guess Jason I know was real bad. Like, a lot of a lot of people just had fucking brutal weeks. But, yeah, I mean, Gundo didn't play, and I, we had Darun sub in, but some people had, like, Fletcher or fucking Kapoo or random fucking goals like that. We had nothing good. I just had nothing good this entire fucking week. It was just a horrible weekend. Fucking Liverpool nil nil. I had nothing to build on. I mean, I made a little money gambling, but that doesn't counter fucking FPL. I mean, like it was, it was insane. <laughs> like all the types of things that go through, uh, you know, like in a hardcore FPL brain after a week like this is especially because like it was all on Saturday. It was all Saturday. Yeah, there's one game Sunday, and I had actually no one. It was just no, all bad. Sit. Darun, baby. Darun, yeah. But like, as, as you accurately it. texted me, I just wanted like a meteor to hit the stadium and all players die. That would be the best case scenario for me in that game. But um, yeah, and then so all I've been doing like this whole fucking Sunday, whatever, is just like tinkering like minus 16 hits and shit like i've turned into one of the crazies like i'm one of the fucking plebs i'm a civilian who's just like oh yeah this minus 20 like looks really good and then i'm like i have to snap out of it and be like what the fuck am i talking about minus 20 but yeah. so what did you do transfer wise last week um i brought in Chaz. that was it Chaz for Callum. Callum. yeah that ended up being a net zero yeah, net zero. I mean, it, <laughs> oh, that was the funny thing I matched the day that I wrote. that Shawcross destruction of Callum. Oh my god! I mean, I, that, I didn't dude? see it on match of the day. I only saw uh, it like that day. Yeah, what ha- what they say about it? No, it was just there was. I've never seen a more blatant pen. Like it wasn't 
and even a manhandling in the box or something and throwing someone down by their neck like oh, no. there was no, no person within any radius of any world by them and he so blatantly got none of the ball and all of the man it's a, it's and, a red card yeah it was a red card challenge for sure it's I like mean, a, no, it's a it shaw cross on ramsey like leg breaker yeah, it was it was fucking insane. But imagine if you owned him when that happened, then you would have been in. Oh my god, that's, even that's broken hand type of territory. That's like punch something really that I shouldn't punch type of territory. Yeah. But I mean, Chaz is going to be good for the long run. I mean, your yeah, team's still fine. I'm just, it's just so nothing. down on Chaz because of Defoe's haul. Also, like I know we texted a lot about this, but it's just like, I mean, we'll get more into Defoe in the "What the fuck happened" segment, but like. Why didn't we talk about him? Like, why didn't I consider him? Like, I know I talked about the difference of the teams, and yeah, like Soton's so much better, and they can 3 0, and Sunday sucks, but God, Defoe's just so fucking consistently good every year. And I'm just like, I almost feel like I got tricked by the mainstream media who, for the large majority, think that, like, he's not a real number nine, like all these fucking fucks talking heads, but like, He's so good. I wish I got Jermaine. Yeah, but I mean, Chaz's stats are still like a lot better. I think. Yeah, he um, should. He should come. He's good. gonna be fine. It's it just, just that one week. It was so disappointing, just how fucking negative and pessimistic and park the bussy they were. I was just like, if I had seen that at any point in the last like four weeks, I may have thought differently about bringing him in. You know, but they they hadn't really done that. But I guess like Liverpool are just in that kind of form where it's just like you don't want to let up six so it's better to just park the bus I guess yeah I mean that's a great point for them but at the same time looking at their fixtures over the next like three months they only have one game where they could conceivably do that home spurs right at Christmas so it's not going to really be an issue yeah. moving forward yeah um, he still had that one half chance that he headed wide yep he's going to be good um, Defoe's obviously in great form but his he's converting pretty highly and he just doesn't get that many chances playing for Sunderland, and yes, he's been returning, getting a pen here and there, but I still like Chaz more than Defoe over the medium to long term, I think. Especially, he's still, he's not like point one cheaper, he's a lot cheaper. Yeah, he's a lot cheaper. No, I mean, I'm not too miffed about that. That's like the bottom of the list of myths of the weekend, okay. but, you know, it was just bad. It was a bad time, but let's hear about you. Before that, I just want to poke you one more time and get a little bit dark. The one thing that you did on your wild card like two months ago Kolarov. that you did not consult me at all about was including Kolarov. Yeah, he has been a disaster for you. I mean, he he's taking up premium defense spot and Nightmare. defense slot on your team, and he's gotten no nothing. I mean, he had one clean, in which he got a card. He's basically gotten you like seven points over the last six weeks or so. You keep starting him and shit. Never do that again. Yeah, can we been, agree on this? He's been so bad, so bad. Well, but if you is, even spoke his name to me, I'd been like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" No, totally. But in my very weak defense, all I'll say <laughs> now is like, at the time when I got him in, City were still like really dominating every team they played against, no matter the quality of the opposition, like seventy percent possession and like. Really, just but like they were, they were Liverpooling. They were Liverpooling, but it was like, yeah, it was just like a Stones error or something like that. But it, it felt to me like against the bad teams that they just played against, they would maybe keep two or three cleans or something like that. But now, obviously, they've gone like a large stretch with one clean, and it's it looks horrible. But they were just off that Bournemouth game. They like four nailed and kept it clean, and Colorado was really good. You know, it's like. There were promising signs, but yeah, it was, it was a very, very bad time to get him in. Um, they've played 12 games this year. They have conceded one goal in, I think, nine of those 12 games. Yeah. A literal one goal in those games. So yeah. that's Spurs from last year, and that's not what you want. That's not what you want. But luckily, it's the same price as Alonzo. So. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, Marcus. Hi, I'm Alonzo. <laughs> Alonzo um, Morning. So I went up to 15K. I had 48. Um, I had a nice week considering how bad everyone else did. Basically, I just had four returners on my team. I had Pickford, Van Dyck, 
Klein with the Max Boners, and then I had Costa, lovely, lovely dog face goblin. Mm. Uh, Captain Felth Lukaku, as the, most of everyone else did, but even like the Firmino and Mane clean sheet points felt pretty good. Um, yeah, 48. I mean, I went up 5K, I'm knocking on top 10K, and I'm in the opposite position of you, or I'm trying to figure out how to consolidate my rank and make sure I can stay where I am and make very small incremental rises to the achievable goal of a top 10K finish. So we'll see. I don't know. I have two frees I saved last week. Um, I'm still really, really unsure of which direction to take my team, so we'll get there towards the end, I think, when we talk about our transfers. I'm going to need some sage sage discussion with you for that topic. I yeah, I mean, you're flying, though. You're sitting so pretty. You're 15K mm-hmm. with a goal of 10K. Like Your goal should be set higher at this point, I think. Yeah, top 5K probably. Yeah, top 5K, you have two frees, you're flying. Yeah, I'm having a nice time right now. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I think bringing Costa was the big turning, turning point for me. Oh, my God. Without a fucking doubt, dude. And imagine I- if he didn't pick up that fourth yellow against Arsenal and, and like he blanked and picked up a fourth yellow. Imagine how many people would have brought him in, myself included. I know. You know, I mean, and it's I, just been since the fourth yellow, he's gotten twelve, nine, two, seven, nine, nine. So what the fuck? And no yeah, yellows, I mean, obviously. It was the it was the kind of thing where I was just like I've done it before and I didn't want to just be held hostage to it when I figured that he's a good medium term shout. One week to bench him isn't going to be the worst thing in the world, and it just felt like time, and he's just been returning so great. And yeah, I mean, I think that's the Four Yellows has kept a lot of very competitive FPL players away, but he just keeps doing it every week. He keeps returning, and he's he's returning at a better rate than, I I don't know about better, but pretty much on par with Hazard, so we'll see. I mean, he's been better. I think he's been well better better than most, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's double gambler's fallacy because it's like you expect in your cognitive bias brain or whatever everyone expects like okay next game he'll probably get the yellow that hasn't happened and you're also expecting okay he's got to stop the scoring run at some point and that also hasn't happened so it's just like the double whammy of people being hesitant to bring him in as he just dominates the league yeah, the other thing about him that's really unique, looking at him stacked up against the other premium forwards or just forwards in general, is his, his creative stats. He he creates a lot of chances, and yeah, I mean, he should have had an assist on that Pedro Woodwork shot this weekend, but he creates a few chances a game, and he's really fluid in his movements, and uh, he's just he's good. I mean, he should be in everyone's team, really, right? Yeah, I mean, he's I'm, better than Aguero. There's no comparison there, points wise so far. Uh, he's just been close, yeah. so consistent, so in and around everything they do. There are so many. He's his. It seems like his involvement's really high with Chelsea, and there it seems like plenty of City goals that Aguero's not near. And I don't know, Costa's Costa's doing it for me. Yeah, the creative things are very very evident. Like. It may frustrate the the average FPL manager because it seems like there are opportunities when like he could be more selfish maybe and just like you know try and tee himself up and make a little space. But yeah, it's like every every one of those counters where it's like Pedro, Alonso, and Hazard running around him. He always makes the little like clever side pass or like forward diagonal, forward diagonal type of thing because he takes. Takes so much attention away from the center backs, it always opens up. Yeah, Pedro should have had two goals. Yeah, that probably. that Valdez worldy save and that Woodwork. Right. Yeah, the other thing about it that's nice is more selfish strikers when they're going to shoot and miss the target a lot. Shit like that is always negative for the bonus points. And since he's being pretty creative and setting up and creating a lot of chances. His bonus point score has been pretty high, and he's been raking in the boners. Even though we thought last year, anyway. Um, he was a uh, far from a magnet, but yeah, he's just been dealing, dealing, wheeling and dealing. All right, let's do a sponsor and then jump into what the fuck. An actual sponsor. Actual sponsor. Amazing. This week's FMLPL is sponsored by Sun Shower Coffee. All Sun Shower Coffee beans are roasted to order, which means it's the freshest quality that you can get. Kona Coffee is supremely delicious and a cause worth supporting. When you buy from a Kona coffee farmer, you're supporting fair trade Hawaiian coffee, the only U.S. grown coffee there is, and the only coffee grown in a first world nation. If you write into us on Twitter, we'll choose a random winner to receive the coveted Sun Shower Coffee tasting gift pack. 
And for all listeners, if you buy from sunshowercoffee.com, enter in the coupon code FMLPL at checkout, you'll receive 15% off. Okay. Um, so should we just continue on, Chelsea, where we fucking piggyback? Yeah, I mean, six straight cleans. What can you say about that? Um, they're just flying. They haven't lost since they switched or conceded a goal since they switched to formations to this so going back crazy. situation. So um, crazy. They've managed to hold on against Burrow, and they have a couple tough fixtures coming up, so we'll see how they look against good opposition. They haven't really played a tough, tough team in a little while. Um, well, yeah, because the switch, the switch happened after losing back-to-back to Liverpool and right. Arsenal. So. Right, right. So we'll see how, how it fares against top top competition. But um, it seems like having at least two or if not three between Costa, Hazard, Alonso, and a defender... I don't know why. Why would we not have three players? I don't know. Yeah, three. I don't have any other competitions. Very, very good to me. And I was looking even at Tottenham this weekend. I mean, there's no Rose. He's suspended for yellow. No Toby. He's still out injured. I don't know. I mean, like that's that makes it a lot less daunting to me. Like Ben Davies and Dyer. They've also been pretty bad the last few games. I mean, they should have lost this week. Yeah, uh, yeah they're still. They haven't lost a match in the Prem yet, but they've been drawing for fun and look far from dominant. They have a really big Champions League tie this week. If they lose that, I think they're out of the competition, so they're yeah, going to definitely out. focus on that. So they're going to have a short week. So everything is lining up. Chelsea's at home, right? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea's at home. It's Everything's late, it's lining a late game up on Saturday. It seems like Chelsea should definitely win this. Yeah, it seems like everything's lining up that Chelsea could do them. At like. A two nil or two one or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know though. I'm still Hazard is very scary to me. I mean, he had a typical away performance. I mean, he's definitely still that doesn't score on the road thing is is a thing still. Um, but his home form's been great. Um, he set up some chances this weekend, but he didn't look terrific. Yeah, I mean, he, he had really... he had five chances created. I think most in the game, but he didn't even have one shot, which is pretty yeah. disappointing. Yeah, for, he was getting knocked around. Yeah, he was getting knocked around pretty good, and it kind of just reminded me of the Hazard that that those were the kind of performances that he was showing up with consistently, kind of between like game week four and eight when he was being dropped and sold by everyone. But he has that tendency. We've seen that in his past that he has a little purple patch, but then you know I don't know that ruthlessness or the killer instinct sometimes goes a little bit missing. But he he was getting killed in midfield. He had that one really early challenge by like Forshar Clayton or something where he went down pretty hard and they were keeping someone tight on him. And I mean, he was kind of marked out of the game. His chances created were sort of on counters and shit like that. So I don't know. But yeah, his for percentage, me, for me, his ownership. I'd, I would definitely just, rather have Costa and, you know, someone like Siggy or something like that than I think right. Plump for Hazard. I mean, another, along with everything you just said, which I fully agree, another. Another uh, hit on Hazard that we've talked about a lot is he's never captainable, which is so maybe at home. Uh, but like you never captain over like Costa, rarely over Aguero. You know, I mean, and spending yeah. that much on a forward, whereas like you know a Lexus and a Plum home on fixture you can cap, or even like a Liverpool mid and a Plum home fixture they have home Sunderland you could potentially cap. It just never feels safe with Hazard. Yeah, it does feel a little bit safer with Costa. You feel like he's going to be involved maybe a little bit more, but Hazard does have sometimes that explosivity like he did in those couple weeks before this blank. But um, yeah, it is tough. I mean, Hazard's price is very expensive, but his ownership is through the roof. Last week, the last couple weeks, he keeps rising. He's definitely the kind of player that, given ownership, could really hurt non-owners. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm playing a dance that I'm not enjoying. I mean, I, I still haven't owned Alexis all year, and I've been doing okay. I've been kind of covering with Walcott, and I'm kind of doing the same with Hazard, having Costa still getting a share when they're kind of coming in big and not getting too burned. But um, I don't know. Hazard feels safer just because of the ownership percentage, but having both seems like the best, right? Yeah, it's just so fucking hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's yeah. so much money. You really have to, like, you know, if you're in your position where you're doing really well and have two frees, like, you could maybe find a way, but, like, 
for me and most people who are kind of like chasing points, maybe had a pretty bad week, one free, it's like borderline impossible for me to get him in without because there's always so many more other like urgent moves. You know, mm-hmm. I have other mids who are good, but I need to like make defensive changes or make a forward change or whatever. You know, if you're wild carding, I assume the first two names you put in are Hazard and Costa, but even then it's it's really hard to balance that team in my eyes. It is, especially with Aguero, but that was the next topic I wanted to come on to. But before that, why don't we just take a little time to discuss what happens with the fixtures upcoming? Because I don't know if we have people listening who haven't played before. Yeah, I'm sure we do. New to yeah. the game. Um, right around now is when... The fixtures. If you look at the fixture lists and any player in the game weeks, you see between three or five or four day gaps. And in December during Christmas and Boxing Day into the New Year, uh, we don't have regular one one weekends worth of games and five six days off in between. There are games come fast and furious. Yeah, there's and basically teams, like seven games between the start of December weeks, and the first week weeks. in January. Yeah, I mean, teams rotate. Teams, especially like the cities, the arsenals that are in other competitions still, that's not even listed on those fixtures. But for example, like City has a game Wednesday, then they play Saturday, then they have the week, but then they have another like three games or whatever the fuck, another Champions League game. It just comes really fast. So if there is a time to have a good bench, it's now. Um, I mean, people that have like Allen as their fifth mid. Probably a good thing to hold if you can, because there is. Well, I feel like last year there wasn't too bad rotation, but you're always going to have that one shock player who's just not even on the bench or something, and you're going to get someone coming off your fantasy bench. Um, but just be wary of that and kind of keep that in mind um, when you're trans- making your transfers. Make sure you have at least 14 players. Yeah, um, you, know, 14, you probably won't. 14's good. Having yeah, two you guys won't have to. in is okay, but yeah, you probably don't need 15. But No, you won't have to go that deep. Yeah, but. there's tons of teams who are rocking like fucking Amat, Kingsley, and Love or something. <laughs> Just like some weird combination of cheap fucks who don't start anymore or whatever. I mean, Amat started this week, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point because it will come as a surprise and there's no real way of predicting it, but it's just going to be like, you know, Costa not on the bench one game and bat, bat shit just starts and there's no one knowing that in advance. So Yeah, and it's hard to play around because you look at players like Sigurdsson or Snodgrass and you think they're so central to their team and... Uh, they what are they going to do if they drop them? They're fucked. They're definitely going to lose those games. But it's still like if they're playing a game every three days and they pick up a knock, that's even not that bad. You know, you don't want to risk him for a long term injury. So there, it's impossible to predict. Yeah. And while players like Walcott, you'd think are more rotation prone, which is probably true. But if he misses one game, just like the other dudes that we're talking about, which is likely as well, you know, it's, it's tough to plan in that way. I think that's maybe a little overanalyzing things. But. I think it's overanalyzing. Yeah, much more worth it to have a solid fourteen than Squad. to like try keep, and pick yeah. guys that are going to play all the games. Yeah, just keep in mind the squad, and then before you know it, it's over, and then you still want to have those guys moving forward. Um, so just keep that in mind right now. A little PSA right there. But. Also PSA to like make sure your lineups are set and your captaincies are set like in midweeks and stuff. Because <laughs> I remember yeah, last year a lot of people were just like, "Fuck, I left my out. captain on Aguero and like uh, blah blah blah." And everything yeah, got don't get up. caught. Don't get caught out with the midweek games that come up. Yep. And we'll we'll get we'll figure out our pod schedule when that happens. Yeah, we'll That's figure it That's out. That's for another day. Why don't we talk about Aguero, though, because rumblings about going Aguero-less is a thing right now because people, I think, are just getting antsy with Kane's double-digit haul, Costa seeming like everyone needs him in. Um, Everyone seems to have that third um, budget forward, so places are getting tight. If people want Kane and Costa, it's difficult to do. What are your what what what's your take on that? I mean, KDB's returning so steadily. He's two yeah. million, a little more than two million less. People are just thinking that they can cover Aguero's points with De Bruyne, and he's cheaper, and he's just as good of a captaincy show. Yeah, a lot of the top teams also don't have Kuhn, which is something that people have pointed out to us on Twitter. Like a lot of the like top overall teams are are Aguero less. Um, I mean, hmm. I haven't he's thought bad value. He's no really, really bad value. I mean, we kind of knew that in preseason, like yeah. that price is too high. 
But, I mean, if he's returning as a captaincy every week, then he can earn it. But as of right now, he's not. He's been really inconsistent. I think he's, like, scored in five that he started and blanked in four that he started. He also has a really bad run of fixtures right now, which usually doesn't matter for Pep and City, but they've been fucking bad lately. Like, they're not scoring that many goals and, like, not as free-flowing as they were at the beginning of the season. So it's a little bit scary, but... I mean, I still have faith, I guess. I haven't, like, looked that much into stats or looked into still good. that much into dropping him. I I still would rather have him over, like, Kane, who looks bad and doesn't have good stats, or Rom, whose stats are declining and has really bad fixtures and the team isn't that good, or, like, Ibra, who, whatever, United can fucking suck a dick. Costa, probably not. You know, like, Costa's probably number one guy that you would get in if you're, like, say, wildcarding right now. But I just don't see that many other appetizing options from my point of view. I mean, aside from Costa, those other top guys I just listed, I think I would definitely rather have Kuhn than any of them. And then when you're looking at the cheap bracket, like, I guess teams are going, like, Costa, Defoe, Chaz or something, and then just having, like... KDB, Hazard, Alexis, etc. in midfield, but... That's fun. That's fun. That sounds really (laughs) fucking fun. I mean, I had 29 points, so I'm good at this game. (laughs) You should listen to my advice, but I just Uh. don't really see it. I mean, he's been inconsistent and is frustrating, but to me, that's not a point... That's not like a pressure point or a weak point in any team's roster right now. And there's definitely other things that you need to do. And if there aren't, then save a transfer. Because, yeah, like, Turf Moore has been really tough. But, like, they also just conceded four goals to West Brom. Like, Chelsea, like, as we said earlier, have six straight cleans. But they haven't played anyone good. And Leicester are living off of their name from last year. Like, same with Watford. Those are their next four coming up. I mean, like... He still has that potential and that high ceiling, and he's still taking a lot of shots and on one of the best teams. To me, it's still it's still safe, and I'm totally comfortable with Kuhn. What do you think? I'm kind of a mixed mind. I think a lot of it depends on what your rank is. Um, I also think that coming this coming up fixture pileup period is if you're going to go without him for any spell, I think this is probably the time to do it. Um, looking at the games till January. They really only have one home banker in there. The, their good fixtures are away. Um, he's always a shout to captain away, but you always feel safe for captaining player at home, of course. Um, the home fixtures are a little tough, and yeah, he could return in them, but for 13 mil, he's just not returning what he should be at that price. Uh, stats are still good, and he still has eight goals and like nine starts and change minutes-wise, which is great, but... Um, I don't know, 13 mil, even though it's a game, a, almost a goal a game, it seems great. But when you can get KDB, who's also in his own right, you know, returning with bonus points almost every game. Um, I think he's blanked less times than Kuhn has. Um, every assist he gets, he's getting at least two bonus points. He's like Ozil or Hazard in that regard because of how great he is in the bonus point system um, on all set pieces. I think there's a case for it. Um, I think you could get burned and hurt a lot more going without Aguero, just again because of his ownership and his ability to pop up with a hat trick against anyone. Um, he almost had one goal this weekend, but I mean, zero shots on target against the Crystal Palace team. I haven't kept a clean sheet um, in, in the last eight months or something like this is uh, not great, not what you're looking for. I think, especially over the next four fixtures, when you look at four or five fixtures, when you look at Kane with Home Burnley, home fuck, and home dick. He's going to be three of the best captain potentials for those weeks in the game. If anything, doing a, a little short swap from Aguero to Kane, I don't hate just for those captaincy fixtures. Um, Aguero's certainly going to miss a couple games with uh, Iannaccio getting in there. certainly feel that Kane is possibly less risky to be rotated because of how bad Jansen's been and how, how shitty they look with him. But it is also you're also the mind where if you do go that route, it's going to be hard for you to get Aguero back in. Um, but I think if you're in the six di- six digit rankings or something like that, I don't think there's much harm in it, honestly. 
I mean, yeah. how are you going to rise? That's how you rise. You get That's Katie you being, you get Katie being Kanan. You Captain Kane the next five or three of the next five. Maybe he has a couple double digits. Aguero sputters, or maybe he has one big return. KDB ticks, and that's it's higher risk. But I think right now I see the argument and the route for it. I, I don't hate it. Normally I hate that, like getting rid of Aguero, but I definitely don't hate it. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. This is a really it's a touchy topic. <laughs> I mean, no, it is because he's, he's also scoring a, ga- a goal a game in Champs League. Like he's been deceptively really fucking good. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, he's just not exploding, and he's kind of unpredictable too, which are two yeah. really, really frustrating <laughs> things. I mean, his three hauls were all away, and that's tough because when we ban- when we captain him in home bankers, he hasn't gotten double digit double return yet, and that's definitely a large part of the frustration. I think yeah. it's like we people just captain him at Palace and home Borough these last two, and he got one goal and and a yellow card and no bones. But then the week before, that was at West Brom, which on paper is not the easiest attacking fixtures. And yeah, that's the haul. So I think the inconsistency has been frustrating for people, the unpredictability. But I don't know. For me, like, Aguero's... Just other problems. Aguero's so good that, like, when he's returning at a goal a game, that's bad. He's in, like, a bad spell right now. Yeah, that's true, but that's, I mean, you don't want more than that in many of your players. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. He's yeah. still incredible. Mm-hmm. And if if this is like a lull and a bad spell and, a, and bad form, like you said, no shots on target versus Palace, then I feel like explosion is just around the corner because his his role isn't really diminishing. He's still like shooting a lot and he's still starting pretty much every game and playing high minutes and stuff. And the team isn't going anywhere i mean they they had a weird lineup this weekend after international and the champs league coming up but i don't know i just i feel like the explosions are around the corner and he's still like a lot of those top top teams don't have him and and i think that influences people a lot because you know they're trying to finish like top 100 as if that's like realistic (laughs) but but he's still like 58 percent of the top 10k started and highest in in the overall active team. So, yeah, it is it is really really risky to go without him. I think more risky to go without him than to go without Hazard. Hazard or for sure. No, for sure, for sure. I still, but I still think though for that little window, going with Kane for him for a few isn't terrible. I mean, yeah, I would love it if Kane looked actually. Good this weekend. He has a couple games. Yeah, he has a couple games to show a little more. Hopefully, Jansen gets dropped because they were fucking each other up so bad. Jansen is but fucking I mean, horrible, dude. He's soldado. <laughs> like he's so bad. Yeah, he's not good. He's, but, he's, I mean, he's, he's Lucas Perez. Home Swans, home Hall, home Burnley, though, dude. If you've given him a miss for this Chelsea game, getting those three captains in for that four yeah, is just that, scenic. Like, yeah. That's as good as it gets to get those three home fixtures in such a quick succession. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, I, mean, I, I don't I, hate I might, that. I don't hate that. I might consider that, honestly, because I'm debating about Kane. I, I feel like Hazard's more important for me to get in than Kane, and I can't get both, but... I am in the back of my mind thinking I could just do Aguero to Kane for a little bit and then get Aguero back in and, and see see how it goes. Yeah, I don't hate it. And you're in a position of power right now <laughs> with uh-huh. two frees and 15K. But yeah, I just, that's not on my radar right now. Uh, dropping okay. Aguero. All right. Yeah. Woo! That was a little deep dive. Wow, like that. Coon talk is serious Coon talk. talk. Yeah, it's very serious. I feel like I have to like. Sit upright and like get my posture. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm leaning in. I'm sitting cross-legged topic. and like leaning in and shit. It's like serious time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, this weekend was just a fucking clusterfuck. I mean, what did we have? Everyone blanked. Arsenal's dog shit. Liverpool blank. No one returned besides basically Defoe. Yeah, I think a little more city talk is warranted just because yeah, of the, the okay. pep, just the pep rotation factor and the yaya out of fucking. Nowhere, actual nowhere, actual nowhere. It's been like I think they said on Football Weekly, it's been like 180 days or something since he's had a city shirt on. Like, I think the the biggest, the most significant impact of that rotation and and just Pep like 
having the balls to just do that kind of move is that like the Gundo wagon has officially been unhitched. <laughs> there, <laughs> oh there's a God. flat tire. It's fucking combusting before our eyes. Like Ugh, I'm, I'm as sad as anyone. Trust me. That was the most excited thing ever to bring him <laughs> in, were, but you it's, were so excited that it's you got time to board, probably man. knee jerk him out as fast as we oh. knee jerked him in. Yeah, That's the most significant thing I've taken away from city. The worst thing about it is that he's definitely going to start midweek. And, and score like who, 20 goals. And then who the fuck knows if he's going to play this weekend. I mean, ugh, yeah, it's not great. It's not and, great for uh, him just to have like Yaya first start ever and brace. and brace. Yeah, God, he looks so good. That, well, actually, that he first look goal so good. was he had so fucking sexy. He had a lot of giveaways in midfield like he usually does, but he was at least like not walking the whole game. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind yeah. of made like a dash on that first goal. Yeah, and uh, but to your point, the rotation with City—it's—they have so many fucking players and so options at his disposal in the center of the park, on the wings, is Sane, Nolito. Like, thank God they don't Navas. have another forward other than Kaleche and Kuhn. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know, but that's also why I'm feeling like go. His rotation is fucked up, and that's why with even with Champions League too. That's why I'm also a little bit not that pit, reluctant to. Get rid of Aguero, or even just go City less for for a little bit, because they're spreading the points. I feel like Arsenal used used to or usually does, where it's a lottery ticket of who's returning. Even with Kuhn, mm-hmm. it's a different player every week. Everyone is there is no focal point. Aguero is not the focal point anymore. He, yeah, he's usually playing furthest forward, but sometimes it's Sterling. Sometimes it's like who the fuck you know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he drops the, back the a lot. Only it's, last thing I have to say about that that sort of like City like inability to pick one guy it's it's really really what it comes down to is do you believe they're the team that was like the first six games of the season or do you believe they're the team that's the last six games of the season because they're either gonna score three or four goals every game and just fucking do teams or they're gonna just like draw and like barely scrape out two ones against crystal palace I think they're more similar to the team at the start of the season, and I like believe in Pep and think they'll pick it up again. But I don't know. I mean, they haven't been lately, for sure. No, they haven't. I mean, they really haven't been consistently for a while. Yeah, it's scary. City's City's very confusing because all their players are a fucking fortune, and they soak up so much of our budget. But yeah, Gundogan's a piece of shit. He needs to go. It sucks, but I don't know. City City are annoying me right now, dude. Yeah, they're, they're annoying anyone dude. who has them in fantasy. And I can't believe we just like don't mark on the corner. It's so fucking annoying. And I don't understand why the fuck he took Benteke off when we're trying to kill the game and get a point who's like our second best marker on set pieces to put Changi on. Like, what the fuck was that? I want an explanation from Party. He is killing me. Party I usually, I usually don't give that many fucks about it, but... I love we have I, in our squad. Yeah. It's just like, how are we one point off relegation with the quality in our squad? It's beyond my comprehension. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a Pardew guy. I believed in Pardew a lot, and I liked Townsend signing. I like Benteke and everything. He's he he's lost the locker room. Like the players are doubting him and not believing him. Like Townsend, like swapping wings without telling him yeah. and shit. It's just a nightmare. It feels like the sooner they they fire him, the better Palace will be in my eyes. Mm. Soon. I don't want to talk about that much more than that. Soon. Um, uh, so let's talk about budget mids because I think we got Kane coming into the four. Um, I think that six million to sub six million bracket is important, especially with so many of us with Gundawan who needs to go without funds to plump up to someone like Siggy in that bracket. So, I mean, I was kind of looking at that bracket. We have Snodgrass, we have Stanislas, and we have Zaha. Those are kind of the three names I earmarked in the sub-six who are kind of tickling my fancy. What do you think about those those three? Yeah, I mean, you you shouted out Zaha. I don't remember if it was on the pod or if it was over text, but you shouted him out, and I pretty him. much told you to go fuck yourself because, like, <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> I mean, he's Zaha. Like, he's really Zaha. tricky, but he doesn't finish or, like, do anything good in the end. The last time I bought him in fantasy, he was dropped immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was carrying him as a ghost for, like, <laughs> three weeks because I didn't want to get, like, Boyden for him or something. Yeah. I mean, like, 
I love Zaha in FIFA, and I love his like dribbling highlights and his techers. But like, I, I, I was Maddie a non-believer. Phillips, but there. yeah, four straight games with an assist is pretty fucking good, and stats are pretty decent. And they have a they have a couple good games coming up. But who the fuck knows with this party team? I don't know. It's a little scary to me. I think Stan, is, Stanislaus kind of stands out. I think of that group you just named. Well, I think before we move to Stan, I think the one thing with Zaha is that he's properly cemented himself as the best player on the team, um, and he's completely undroppable, and he's been playing 90 consistently for a while, um, ever since he was man-managed with getting dropped earlier this season. But his finishing is still going to always fuck him in fantasy and in life because it's terrible. Um, he's never he's never going to score more than like five goals a season unless if he moves to like a, the Turkish league. <laughs> yeah. But um, the the chances he creates are real, and he doesn't just like kind of whip crosses with his head down like Balassi did. Like he has meaningful chances created that are usually should be semi often finished instead of just you know plumping it up into the forehead area in the in the mixer. And four assists on the trot in a row is serious serious talk. But five three is pretty good. But yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think Stan, I, Zaha's also a shout, even though Palace, yes. But the one thing that we're not going to do is shut up shop and play defensively. We're always going to go at teams. Yeah, so that's regardless true. of the that's true. regardless of the fixture, we're always going to go out and try and play and try and score five until a party gets fired. Um, so I do think Zaha's a little flair, a little fun. But yeah, let, let's get into Stan because I think Stan's kind of fucking genius. Yeah, I mean Stanley's been killing it. I mean he he got dropped that. Or those two games he in was a row. He, but he, yeah, it was like it felt like a hurt. drop, and then he was like it was like a secret injury. So if you take those out of the mix, I mean, he's been incredible last like five or so. Um, he seems to be very, very nailed decently, like far forward, like kind of number ten on the team, just creating creating a a decent, an average amount of chances, but shooting starting to shoot a lot more. He's not in the box that much, but he he does have a fucking rocket launcher shot on him. And he's always dangerous on those free kicks and shit. Yeah, he's on a lot of set pieces. Yeah, he scores some pens and he's just he can like dong on any set piece on cor- or, on or corner corners kicks. too. Yeah. So I love guys like that, that, like Siggy, where it's just like that you look at their underlying stats and then you can kind of like pad all of them because they can score on set pieces and they take corners just to like you know, up their chances created and attempts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, a few things better than getting an assist on a corner, a corner taken. It's just like it's free money, complete free. Yeah, it's free money. It's just something that you don't and shouldn't really consider too highly. But when it comes off, just because he's in that position that he's taking them, it's just incredible. Even though they don't really do that much, and usually they can't be the first man. But <laughs> Stanislaus, ever since he was introduced into the first team, kind of in the second half of last season, it kind of came out of nowhere. But even going back to last season, he was returning at a pretty decent clip. I mean, he keeps getting these niggly injuries, but yeah, I mean, he's got that twenty-one pointer. He's got you know, he's getting returns pretty consistently. Like you mentioned, the set pieces are going to buoy him. Um, the underlying stats are decent, but I think in this bracket, he feels like the best. I don't know. I think that Snodgrass is kind of very similar, and he's nailed on pens now with Abel out, and we don't know necessarily about Stanislaus because of Callum, but. I think that Bournemouth in general are just have more about them. It's kind of like Chaz versus Defoe, like Junior versus no, too soon. Snotty. It's it's similar though. That's too but soon. But I, one th- I do like Snotty and, and he has really oh. nice next three. Yeah, he does have a nice next three. That is one there are two things also in the anti Stanislaus corners. The fixtures are pretty bad and Bournemouth do not send their attack on the road. They do not score many goals away from home. No, they don't. So those are a couple little... I mean, the set pieces are going to be nice for him specifically because if they do nick, like we saw this weekend, it's off a set piece, he's in there. But I still think Stanislaus is sneaky good value if you're kind of strapped and you don't know what to do and you need to make a transfer on Gundogan. I like Stan, but you, you think Snotty's a little better? I don't know. I mean, I didn't get to see much of the whole match, but I do like Snotty, and he has a lot of the same arguments, I think, going for him. He's like by far their best player... <laughs> He's on all the free kicks, all the fucking set pieces, corners, all that shit. So I do like those facts, and I like their next three fixtures a lot. I think they'll probably bounce back. And, you know, the attack hasn't been that bad all year. It's mainly, like, the defense that is just getting shellacked. So I think that, you know, next three I could see him returning a little bit. I know fucking 
Scott Tempe Bug got him in, but I don't really know. I don't have that much of an opinion on Stanny versus Snotty. I just don't want to be down there. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and dig myself out of there and bring in someone like Siggy, who's just like way better than all of them in my eyes. But there's also yeah. like even Matty Phillips. <laughs> he has like he's been titting. He has just as good stats as like Stanislas or anyone like that. It's just like it's such a fucking clusterfuck in that region of who's going to return any given week. It's really, really hard to predict. But the one thing, looking at these three, and yeah, Phillips, he, he came in big this today against uh, yeah. fucking Burnley. But and all la- three and of last Zaha, week versus Leicester. And last, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no Chadley, and he's just flying. Um, Zaha, Snotty, and Stan have all been very consistent. I mean, they don't have the sexy name, and they're cheap as fuck, but they've been consistently returning when they start. So even though it feels maybe not so great to be in that bracket, you could kind of set and forget and give them like a month or so and just see they should turn up with 30-some points after five fixtures. You know, if that It feels like that's about what they're averaging, Snodgrass specifically, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, they're not just, sexy. They're not captainable. You're getting what you pay oh, for. Of course, under six of course million. not captain. Of but I don't. I don't sexy. hate. I don't hate having your fourth midfield living in that bracket. If you're going to be able to get up there with some other spots, yeah. You know? If you're I bringing in like Costa and Kane, yeah, it's probably worth it all around. But yeah, I, I just know. don't know if if the sample size is big enough. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, are we? Relying more on these twelve games, or more on like you know two or three seasons of history of kind of inconsistent play from all three of them. I don't know. Whereas like Siggy is so much safer and has like an insanely amazing run next like eight game weeks. Um, to me, the structure of my team, which I kind of decided last week when I made the move for Chaz instead of trying to go premium with my third forward slot. For my structure, I'd much rather have like Ziggy than any of those guys. But yeah, that's not a question. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? Because you have Gundo and you have three heavy forwards. So who? I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I've gone through so many different iterations of things of what I could potentially do. But um, do you want to wrap it? Do you have anything else you want to say about this week? You want to look forward? Um, I guess the last thing I want to maybe mention is Lukaku, who underwhelmed oh, yeah. again Fucking and underperformed Lukaku. again. But I don't know. I mean, like he might troll this week, dude. He might I'm troll. This very week. nervous about that because he's got Southampton off of a Thursday Europa game. I kind of want to keep him and not not rush to bring in Costa versus Tottenham or Kane versus Chelsea. Vice versa. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking of doing as well. So okay. But well, I still fucking hate him right now in this moment after a in captain the, in blank. In this moment, he's not treating Dude, us captain well. blank and then a ridiculously bad showing against Chelsea is just not good. Yeah. I can't believe that he. F- they looked fucking awful. Can they we, get a, a, can we they, get a dude, Jerry D start for the love of I know. Of Everton God. haven't won a fucking game in like two months. And they keep starting these pieces of shit in midfield and they just have no... Outside of Balassi, they have nothing working in the midfield behind... Lukaku, he's getting no service. They can't even fucking hold the ball it's really, against really Swansea. And Swansea are playing with a false nine. I mean, they pack midfield, but like, come on, it's fucking Swansea are abject. They're dead fucking last on the table, and you get bullied. You barely, you have to score some insanely lucky Coleman, like dropping in from the heavens header. That shouldn't yeah. have ever worked. He should never even get that header. Ah, fucking Everton, dude. They've yeah. been so fucking annoying. Yeah, Coleman needs to make some changes soon. Coming big game also at St. Mary's. Oh gonna my want god, that he's gonna go off. He's gonna give Lukaku like horse placenta and a pile of blow to get oh, up yeah. for this whatever, game. whatever illegal shit he can find in the <laughs> yeah, Dutch yeah. black market. <laughs> Coleman's press conferences. He says one word really, really fucking funny in Dutch. What Which one? Is, I can't remember. Is it's it half? Come to me. <laughs> Hype. Yeah, he always says like half, half, half. <laughs> he pronounces the L like an idiot. Yeah, it's a I silent L. Ronald, you're not a listener of the pod. I love it's that. It's half. It's not half. Yeah, half. it's like well. laugh. It's not lol. 
<laughs> I love that though. I yeah, love it. I thought, thought we outperformed them first half. Yeah, no, it's so good. I, it's one of my favorite things about him, to be honest. Yeah, they probably make fun of him so much. When they're <laughs> How many times has he walked in on like they, the players thought they're watching the press conference and he's like not back yet or something, but it's a little tape delayed and he's just saying half and you see like Romulo up front being like, half and he just walks in. It's not so, even uh, Rom, it's like the more annoying like English guys. It's like Lennon and Barry or something. They're like, <laughs> sitting in the back just like giggling oh good uh, legends um, um yeah let's move ahead okay oh what about mata yeah yeah he's the shout their he, fixtures get really easy i want paul i'm getting antsy without paul no nah, dude you can't get pogba i know but i love him yeah <laughs> that that commercial does wonders for my feelings about him i know yeah it's, i was watching I just, like something with someone who doesn't play fpl or whatever and they were like Whoa, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, oh, like his name's Pogba. And they just kept like asking me all these questions. And I was just like, yeah, he's like really sick. Like he can do anything, but he's like not that good. You know, it's like so hard to defend him or explain him. It's just sad because when he was on Juve, then there was no defending or explaining. He was like, yeah, he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, now he's like, Lulu. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mata, yeah, I mean, he returns pretty fucking well when he starts but he he, he just gets subbed off every single game gets subbed off every game he doesn't start every game i mean i guess he started like the last four or something but we know we all know how much fucking moo hates him moo actually despises him <laughs> yeah, you he, just can't live without him he has like <laughs> he a subs monta off dartboard or... yeah he's just like I hate you. Thank you for scoring, but I hate you, and I'm subbing you off. Yeah, he's like I'll, the best I'm, player by I'm, far on the pitch. I'm desperate right now, and you're the only thing that's good about my entire fucking squad, and I need to win because we're a fucking joke. But I fucking hate you, and the minute I get to sell you for, like, Matic. <laughs> the bag of balls. Yeah, like, he wants to fucking buy some fucking defensive midfielders so badly and just play them instead. Yep. Um, I don't know. Probably, I'd, probably better. I mean, Siggy, for example, like you're never going Mata over Siggy. That's yeah, I mean, I think Mata's the best, like attacking option value wise. I think that's that team. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what is indefensible. That but yeah, I don't really want a part of that team. Yeah, they're still enough. Okay, I just wanted to say say it. Yeah, no, he's been good though. It's a good shout. Um, so captain this week, what are you looking at? Um, probably Liverpool, right? Home Sunday should be a job, although I'm a little bit worried about Liverpool without Lalana. It's just yeah, not the they, same. But at the same time, this weekend on another day, it could have been an easy 3 0 walk in the yeah, park. Yeah, they, they, they had some really good chances. Klein hits that header, Firmino slots that instead of hitting it wide. Like they had some pretty yeah, they good, had chances. Some really good chances. It's fair. Um, I, I thought it was very surprising that they didn't slot one of them. Um, yeah, you'd expect but, them to. But at Southampton's a very different proposition than home Sunday. Um, that clean sheet's not fooling anyone. Uh, they're still a really bad side, I think, defensively. Um, yeah, I yeah, don't know. I think I, if you're I captain don't... any of them, you could go Mane or Firmino over Coutinho. I would go Coutinho, I think. Really? I'm, I'm just yeah. a little bit worried from a fantasy perspective. In real life, this is actually what I want to happen, but... That I'm worried that from a fantasy perspective back. that he's going to be in the midfield. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we looked a lot better with Sturridge, John, and Phil in the midfield than when. But I do think that for Klopp again, like I mentioned, I think they they did more than enough to win that game. The ball just didn't roll in. Sometimes that's football, and he it, there was a reason why he waited till like the 80th minute to make a sub. He probably liked what he saw. I mean, it looked like Southampton had no no interest in scoring a goal. Yeah, that that's also you were still true. dominating. I don't know. I I think that. He's, I don't think he's going to fuck with that front three. I, I mean, when Alden didn't cover himself in glory, but I think against Sunderland, when it's going to be another eighty percent possession game at home, I don't think I don't think that. Um, yeah, but eighty percent possession game in. at home is like more reason in my eyes to have like more attacking talent on the pitch. No, it's maybe. like we're you know we're going to be fine. safe. We're going to dominate the ball. I mean, I'm sure Defoe will score, but aside from that. <laughs> Firmino, Sturridge, Mane, Coutinho all on the pitch together is very, very potent. Uh, yeah. That's what I would do, and that's the only reason I have a little bit of hesitation in Coutinho. I know you were okay. flirting with Mane because he's been so good at home. Yeah, I was. Um, Firmino, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I am still outside shot thinking about Aguero. Um, 
I mean, it's the early game and it's at Burnley. No, I'm not going to captain Graham. Early game after Champs League on Saturday. Yeah, it's not not ideal. And then I guess, I mean, Alexis, Alexis Arsenal or home Bournemouth. Alexis is a shout, but I don't have him, so not for me. Um, me I don't know, though. There you think. When is Drew going to get a start? I mean, it should be very, very soon. It'll be interesting to see what Champs League lineup they send out to PSG because that's like definitively the first team in Wenger's eyes, you'd say, right? Whatever lineup he puts out. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll probably be the same, but it may be, I don't know. I, I don't know how Alexis came through that game, you know I mean? He's played a lot of football, a lot of travel in those legs those the last, you know, two weeks or so. Um, but yeah, uh, those feel like the best to me. I mean, I guess you could captain Costa, mm, but I don't, but like I don't are too love good. it. You could captain Siggy. That's pretty crazy. I mean, it's not like Pals are going to keep a clean sheet and if Swansea score... Yeah, he'll probably be involved. That's definitely crazy, but it's if you're punting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Champs League lineups. Like maybe someone like Walcott gets rested midweek, or Alexis even gets rested midweek. What the fuck is happening with Walcott's wife and their baby or whatever? You're on Twitter. Did they say anything on Twitter about this? Did she fucking have her kid yet? I don't think she had him yet. God, I'm so tired of that shit. Just get a C-section and put a date down. What do you think he's gonna name it? Like Wanger? Probably Feo actually spelled F E O. F E O Schwartz. Yeah, he's gonna get it right. No, I hope he names a, names the kid Wanger, girl or boy. <laughs> Wanger <Arson>. Walcott. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is the only man who's ever had faith in me, and he's had it for ten years. Yep, mm. I like that. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Walcott. Yeah, I think you're holding him this week, but yeah, captain's captain's kind of tough. Captain stuff, I think. But everyone has a Liverpool mid, at least one. Ever, no, everyone's got the explosive shout on their roster. It's just a matter of, as usual, picking which one. So if it's been any theme for me this season, whoever I vice captain is going to explode. So that's who you should captain. Yeah, let's fill, fill people in on lineup lamentations on Friday with who we both vice. And I'll let people know like which like defenders I'm starting because those won't be clean sheets. Yeah, especially which goalie you start. Oh my god, that's a fucking lock. But yeah. well, you won't have a choice anyway because Button's probably coming in this week. I hope not because Pickford's at Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can eat milk one more game out of granite, it would be. This god, week. I need that one more game. Yeah. Um, but Pickford will probably like save a Dillner pen and. Yeah, yeah, nine the saves. actual saves because yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, he's good, good lad. All right, let's go. What are we doing? Transfer. So why don't let's start with your fucking craziness? What are you talking about, dude? Well, mine's much more um, Jackson Pollocky than yours is. So like, because I have so many fucking problem areas or what look like problem areas that like I'm so all over the place with what I want to do. I mean, start at the back. I have Grant and Pickford. One of them is probably going to get dropped this week. Both of them might get dropped soon. No, I was Pickford's, think- Pickford's nailed. I don't know, man. Yeah, he's incredible. Moyes gave him a vote of confidence. Said he's our number one. Okay, so I guess I don't have to make a move. No, you're there, fine. Pickford's going to be the best thing ever. I'm back on Pick- Fuckford's fan club. Fuckford's good lad. Um, yeah, I love, love him so much. I still have Kolarov and Matip. I don't really want either of them, although Kolarov's at Burnley this week and Matip's home Sunday this week, so <laughs> feels like very unnecessary move for this week, at least. Um, Gundo's gotta go. I mean, Lukaku's probably gotta go soon, but as we mentioned earlier, maybe better to hold him this week and make a Costa or Kane switch for next week. Gotta be amazing. Costa got his fifth yellow this week, and I could just. I don't in, agree. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that at all. God, I want that so badly. I mean, there is a shout for me saving, which sounds crazy, but basically, all, it, all it would entail is starting Colorado slash Matib, yeah, over Gundo. They both have as good fixtures as possible. And then. You know, Gundo will probably score a brace on my bench and not get auto sub, but that's okay. And then I'll have two next week and do like Lukaku, Gundo, Kolarov out for like Alonso, Costa, and Siggy or some shit like that. But don't you have enough in the bank to do Gundo on to Siggy? I could do Gundo on to Siggy straight up. I think that, that's that too good would, to pass up. That would really limit my Lukaku move though next week. No, you take a hit. 
That's a hit you take, right? But here's can the you, thing. Can like, you get Kolarov down to like a 4-4 four, four or something and afford anyone you want? Yeah, I can, but I, yeah. I do want Alonso really badly. Uh, that The Alonso factor is by far the biggest you could factor. Al- you could also just wait another week and do Kishelny to him, straight swap, and get wait for those two shitty fixtures to get out of the way for Chelsea. Yeah, I could do that. I like that. Hmm. And then fucking deal with Matt Fuck later. God, I hate Liverpool defense. But Klein, Matip was so good this week, and Klein, yeah, Max good. Boners. Yeah, what the fuck? How come Matip didn't have any runs up to play center forward like he normally does? I noticed that was curious. Yeah, he didn't absent. have any runs. Yeah, but he almost got on like two very close headers. I feel like he's gonna. He's a shot to score in every corner. I mean, he has really, really good goal scoring and like assist. Yeah, record. he's huge. It's why he I should got get assists because he plays center forward half the game. It's why I got him over right, like Juan. Klein or Love. But yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I could just do Gundogan to Siggy. There's no fault in that at all. I think that's that's, better. Prob- that's probably better. You're right. Siggy also has an insanely I've got, I've good. Fixture. I've milked everything I could possibly milk out of Kashelny, even though they have a really good run. Like. I don't know. Their their defense is a little fucked right now. No Bellerin and shit. I mean, it certainly seems like Alonso over him is not a comparison. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, their fixtures are reasonable, but they're a little bit weird. I don't no, know. They don't good. seem very. Yeah, they're, really they're good, good, but they don't. If you're going to be, I mean, two Chelsea have six straight clean sheets. Arsenal are never doing that ever. It's they're in different. Chelsea is just by far yeah, and away the best. Bracket. Yeah, yeah, they're by far and away the best defense in the league. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I, think, I like those prospects. Yeah, I yeah, could do Gundo to Siggy and then figure shit out next week with like Lukaku, you can always Kolarov, do, Kost. You can always do Otsal to Hazard. They're pretty close in price. You're yeah, I'd rather have Costa, I think, though. You could get both. I could get both. That's There's right. a lot on the table. That's kind of why like, I think saving isn't a nightmare. Because, yeah, I mean, like, you do have a reasonable... But then what? You're still going to be stuck with a Gundogan hit next week, right? Yeah, like it's that still, still... going to be a hit, but it'll just be a more informed hit. <laughs> yeah, but I because you're it gonna... might be it might be Gundo to Stanny, and then I don't need to make extra money. Mm, yeah, but you're gonna. I mean, Siggy's be... going to be so reliable and such a steady returner over the next seven eight games. Like you're yeah. going to want him. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a low risk. Move and then you don't have to deal with that well, bracket it, it, in the five five. It is the difference between a hit or not, though, because I have like two and a half or something in the bank now. If yeah. I don't use all of that on Gundo to Siggy, then like mm. it's it's saving a minus four on like Kolarov or something, where mm. I could just like bench him and get in, you know, Costa or Kane for Lukaku for free. It's a little bit different now when you put it that way, Alon. Yeah, it's something to think about, but we're fucking rambling right now and running long. Let's talk about your team because it's more uh, okay. cut and dry, I think. Um, I mean, it's not cut and dry because i It's so not cut and dry. Um, I hate Fuchs and I need to get rid of him. He's just such a waste of money. But he has home borough this weekend, which is fucking with my head. And I obviously Gundogan's a nightmare, and then Lukaku is very much in my thoughts to get rid. But basically, I'm looking at either thinking of getting Kane in or getting Hazard in. So it would either be shopping in that Gundogan price bracket and then getting Kane in for Lukaku, or dropping Lukaku down to someone like Chazzy Baby and then swapping Gundo to Hazard. Um, I feel like that's where I'm leaning, just because of the safety and where I'm ranked. I, I feel like. Like what I was mentioning earlier in the back of my mind is that I could always get Kane in for that short spell and captain him like a fucking savage over Aguero for a few weeks. But I just feel like every time I watch Chelsea and they look like scoring four goals, not having Hazard, and seeing him in 50% of the teams is just terrifying me. Um, and I, I still look at Austin's fixture run and I feel like he's going to be returning fine and he's he's in a lot of teams too and I just am kind of wanting to play that coverage game and consolidate based on where I am. I feel like I, this is kind of every time in the past when I get up to like close to 10K or whatever and I start going a little more rogue because I think I need to do like more clever shit, it always ends up backfiring. Now that's how you get fucked and drop yeah, like 100K. I, and, yeah. yeah, and I go too nuts with that shit. Like, and I'm trying to be obviously more conservative and taking a hit yet, like playing a little bit different yeah, strategy yeah. this year. The coverage makes sense to me. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning. However, the way the fixtures are lining up and my money in the bank is not 
really being very nice. Um, so I'm actually I'm thinking about that this might be my Mane to Coutinho week and float the other. Oh wow! Speaking of coverage, because again, it's the I mean, Coutinho's on everything. Mane's great, but no one's Coutinho stat level, and he's on all those set pieces. Like, I feel like I have nothing to gain with Mane. I mean, the best case of Mane like outscoring Coutinho is maybe like three or four points in one game because he never gets bonus points. And Coutinho returns every game, and I'm and, get, and always gets bonus points. Always gets bonus points. So I've like the experiment's not been great. Afcon's coming up, and I know I'm not going to have this luxury feeling again. Yeah, I could a start where like you don't need a move. So yeah, you would go four three three. Also, I would go for. I would probably do that unless if something weird happened midweek where I knew Gundogan was going to start because I don't love starting Van Dyck. Home Everton because I feel like that's not going to be great for them off Europa League. Yeah, but they, so just, might... they just kept it clean versus Liverpool, though. Yeah, like... but they're not going to park that bus again. They're going to try and fucking win the game because they're better than Everton. So I don't know. Yeah, but it's not bad, is all I'm saying. No, it's not bad. No, I'm yeah. saying about him versus Gundogan is a, maybe oh, if I if oh, I have I a better feeling that Gundogan's going to start, that's more of a close call to me. But probably I, I would probably go four three three. But I feel like it might just. I like it might that. just make more sense because it's a really smart move. I think. I think that's just a a well seasoned veterans type of move right there. Yeah. You're covering yourself with coot. You're floating a free. You have a fine eleven or twelve if Gundo starts next week yeah. to make up a full squad. I still might have to take a hit though. What you mean the week after? Yeah. Yeah, but that's I could okay. Wait again. I, mean, I could have, wait again. You'll have two frees next week, so taking a minus four on a. On three transfers, I think is not that bad ever. Yeah, it might, might also. I'm also in, in the back of my mind thinking about if fucking Costa gets a yellow and a ban. It, it would, I don't know. I think if to start four, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, dude. Yeah, I think I'm going to just do Mane to Coutinho. I think that's and just a good move. I think starting Lukaku this week is sneaky good. Aside, you I can, know, yeah. everyone else I can is afford like a price drop too. At Chelsea is just like so bad. Yeah, and Everton's got to come. I'm, I'm still, they're better than this. I'm still, they're they got to snap out of it. I mean, yeah. they haven't scored more than two goals since fucking like October or September. Yeah, it feels very far away. Feels like it's got to come. They got to, they got to cut a come. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but I think I'm going to do that. I don't know. And yeah, I like that. I like that. Later. And then next, next week, you'll get your pick of the litter of forwards and hazard and cheap mids or. Move up or a bracket, I do, I, or I might even do the same thing. I might even drop Fuchs and roll another, and then do my Hazard move. In yeah, depend, depending on what happens. Yeah, no, I like that. I think you're in yeah. a okay. good good position to be safe right now. I'm glad you like that. I thought whatever you that, that. Co- whatever Renee Miller cognitive bias that is, where like you play more safe when you have a good lead is good. It's a good I one. Thought, yeah, I thought I really thought you were not going to like this plan. I thought you were going to tell me to go nuts and do something, something no, more no. aggressive. I, I would not wish that upon someone else. I, I reserve those kind of moves for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and Lukaku's dropping like a stone, though. But Hazard, dude, he keeps fucking price rising. I know. So How, I why keep are missing people out. price rising this week? Transfers are wild. Dude. The people are making the, the transfer fluctuation market's been crazy this year. I keep missing on it's going to come back to bite me in a couple months, but. I'm not, I've not been building my team value very well the last few weeks. I've been waiting really late to make transfers. Even with like Gundogan, I didn't gain a, a cent because I waited late to transfer him in. I got him a 5-7. I didn't uh, even get yeah. a selling on him. So Ugh, I don't know. He's yeah. going to drop. Him it's and better Lukaku to be both 15K drop. and have bad team value than to be me. Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably, <laughs> definitely. Uh, check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us at fmlpl at gmail.com. Join our league. Like us on Facebook right on iTunes. Cheers. <laughs> Fuck me.